Welcome to the Shaman Jessica podcast, where I share all about my work as a shaman. These episodes are purely based on my personal experience and opinions, and never a substitute for any medical advice. Let's begin our journey. Greetings, girl, and welcome to my world of... Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I hope that you're doing great. I received a question, as you know, a while back that was very broad, um, and it went like this. How do the forces of anti-awakening and the occult use spirituality to trick us? I compiled a list of ways. There are many, and also many that we do not know about, or at least I do not know about. And a big thing that came up for me was New Age practices. So in this episode, we're going to dedicate this entire episode to talking about the law of attraction and the secret. And the things that I'm going to be talking about here are not to um, accuse anyone involved in either the secret movie or the book or anyone that practices this, but occult eventually means hidden. And I think that a lot of the things that we're going to be discussing are going to be uh, surprising and we're going to bring some things into the light, which I think is always good. Well, first, if you haven't heard my podcast episode about Luciferianism and Satanism and their doctrines, please go back and listen to that first because that'll really help you understand this episode. Well, positive thinking, the way that it's... uh, set forth in these new age practices is to manifest success and happiness, right? Beautiful. Nothing wrong with that. But the law of attraction took form in the new thought movement. So we're going to go into a little bit of history here. So bear with me. There are a series of writers, um, one of which healed his own tuberculosis through positive thoughts. His name is Hanel, H-A-A-N-E-L. And he is by far quoted more than anyone else in the book, The Secret. He says, like attracts like. Then there's this other um, writer, Mulford, who is quoted saying that every thought is a thing, a real force. And he was a great, great influencer of the New Thought Movement. Well, the New Thought Movement was about visualization, the law of attraction, positive thinking, And it is actually what spawned, so what laid the basis for the New Age movement developed in the 70s. So, fast forward to the secret. They say that everything revolves around thought. They say, um, well, actually, there is a lot of truth in this. I want to put that out there first. The thing with the law of attraction and the secret is that it's 90% truth, And there's 10% in there that completely puts you on the wrong path. So the power of thought is very profound. There is this um, Japanese doctor, Dr. Emoto, who did a famous experiment with water and about the effect of thoughts on matter. So he would, for example, say or scream or write on a note the words love and hate and attach them to separate glasses of water, and it would completely alter the um, crystalline structures in the water. So it has in fact been proven that our thoughts have a lot of power to them, okay? And here's what the secret says about wealth. 
quotes. So the secret by Rhonda Byrne. You may know of people who acquired massive wealth, lost it all, and within a short time acquired massive wealth again. What happened in these cases, whether they knew it or not, is that their dominant thoughts were on wealth. That is how they acquired it in the first instance. Okay, then there's a quote about health. Quote, then they allowed fearful thoughts of losing the wealth to enter their mind until those fearful thoughts of loss became their dominant thoughts. They tipped the skills from thinking thoughts of wealth to thinking thoughts of loss, and so they lost it all. Once they had lost it, however, the fear of loss disappeared, and they tipped the skills back with dominant thoughts of wealth, and wealth returned. Now, about health. If our entire bodies are replaced within a few years, as science has proven, then how can it be that degeneration or illness remains in our bodies for years? It can only be held there by thought, by observation of the illness, and by the attention given to the illness. Well, there is definitely some truth to this, and maybe it's not necessarily thoughts, but what I see in my work is that there's always an energetic, spiritual component to anything, to everything. And the Buddha also says that all we are is a result of what we have thought. And, you know, feelings are an extension of thoughts, which is definitely true. The way that we feel um, comes from the thoughts that we think. And according to the secret, when we feel bad, we attract more bad. Again, there is some truth to this because you become an energetic match to whatever it is that you are putting out there consciously or unconsciously. But, you know, this begs the question, what about depression? When you just cannot think or feel yourself out of a depression. Please listen to my episode about alignment. Well, then there's this quote in The Secret about feelings. It says, feelings tell you what you're thinking, and this allows you to change your thoughts, to focus on manifesting what you desire. Well, in traditional practices, we try to let go and surpass feelings, fleeting feelings, in return for indestructible happiness, which means that you can actually find value and happiness in every situation, right? The secret then goes on to say, within this belief system, strong human feelings are being encouraged to keep your state of mind in a situation to help you manifest things and positively visualize things. Okay, sounds a little vague, but doesn't seem very wrong. Well, it's kind of in going in the direction of more feelings and more intense feelings, whereas in more traditional practices, we thus try and surpass, you know, fleeting feelings for indestructible happiness, because we want to create durable, sustainable, indestructible happiness. So these are the final quotes. It doesn't matter who you are or where you are. The law of attraction is forming your entire life experience, and this all-powerful law is doing that through your thoughts. Then it says, the law of attraction is a law of nature. It is impersonal, and it does not see good things or bad things. It is receiving your thoughts and reflecting back to you those thoughts as your life experience. The law of attraction simply gives you whatever it is you are thinking about. Well, 
this may all seem nice, but there's actually some hidden things in this that we want to bring to the light. It's first of all very absolute. It's this all-powerful law. Law of natural... Uh, it's natural law. It's impersonal and there's no good or bad. So when there's no good or bad, we can already recognize based on our episode about Satanism and Luciferianism that here we're talking about moral relativism, which is actually a keystone of the satanic and luciferian practices and what about karma there is in actuality an objective good and bad okay for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction this is also newton's third law there's polarity in the universe and the universe is in perfect harmony between good and bad and right and wrong and what you get, you give, you have to give, and when you give, you get, okay? This is natural law. So as a personal example, I just started to think, okay, where did I recently experience this? And I thought, okay, I'm getting so much happiness and fulfillment out of my work, but what do I have to give for that? And then I thought, well, first of all, there's a lot of time, there's a lot of three free things that I try and provide on here as well as on Instagram, etc. And then there's the day-to-day pressure and sacrifices like not drinking most of the time, not eating the foods I actually want to eat, really purifying myself, doing the right thing, even if it's the hardest thing and not the easiest thing, being honest. So what you give, you get, okay? That is karma, and that's something very different from moral relativism. Moral relativism is the left-hand path. It's the easy way out path. And karma is hard work, and it's recognizing that there is objective good and bad. Then there's also the fact that the secret is very fixed on wealth and success and power and fame. It really um, keeps the reader... I didn't read it, by the way, full disclosure, because I have no interest in reading that. But it keeps you in your lower chakras. And it directs your attention to those things instead of things that are of actual, lasting, eternal value. Okay, let's go into the history of the law of attraction. This gets very interesting. So... Helena Blavatsky is something, someone, or a thing. (laughs) It's actually said that she had both reproductive systems, much like Lucifer. Um, Probably not a coincidence. But she is the first one to mention the law of attraction in her book, Isis Unveiled. Well, with Isis, if you have a bit of occult knowledge... That already is very telling, but we don't really have time to go into that too deep here. So Helena Blavatsky played a huge role in the foundation of this practice, okay? And Isis is an occult figure. This um, is contained in very ancient knowledge that the Crusaders and the Knights Templar gathered and protected 
So they protected and kept secret this, this ancient knowledge. And that then sprung into all these secret societies that, you know, a lot of people like to talk about. And if you've read the Da Vinci Code or whatever, you've probably heard of those, like the Freemasons, the Rosicrucians, etc. Well, Helena Blavatsky is a little bit different because she, for the first time, made all of these teachings public in her book, The Secret Doctrine, which I think it was either this one or Isis Unveiled that Hitler, by the way, had on his nightstand as well. This is all just history. This is not uh, me just making this up. So the secret doctrine, you guys, does that ring a bell? The secret doctrine. She created the Theosophical Society where they practice theosophy. And this is a Luciferian doctrine. She said that Lucifer is the only God for our plan. And she ran a theosophical magazine called Lucifer. Um, Alistair Crowley, who was probably one of the most dark, um, disgusting figures in history, and he would prob probably see it as a compliment if people said that, he said that his greatest connection was Helena Blavatsky, and he really continued on her work and his... Uh, Ordo Templi Orientis Society and Thelema, which uh, he practiced. And this is where it gets really freaky with aliens and stuff like that. Uh, sex magic. Um, a lot of heroin was involved. It's some very disgusting stuff. But these societies were branches of Freemasonry. So what will happen in... Many religions, I would say most religions and organizations, is at some point people start to disagree about details or maybe about more fundamental things or they want more power and then they start a branch for themselves where they start to do the same thing but a little bit differently. Same here. Well, to fast forward a little bit back to Hanel, one of those writers I mentioned at first, who is quoted more than anyone else in The Secret, he was a Freemason, he was a Shriner, he was a member of the Society of the Rosicrucians, so this was founded um, after the Crusades. Um, I want to highlight the Shriners here a little bit. You know, if you are or know anyone who is a member of any of these societies, this can be pretty harmless at the lower level, although the initiations they have you do, do usually have um very dark uh, energy contracts integrated with them so it's definitely something that you need to be careful about and you should not keep any objects or uh, any regalia in your house definitely not because they carry this uh this heritage you know this energetic uh, connection which is a very real thing well the shriners are mentioned more than any other society and they are a part of freemasonry in a lot of um, sexual abuse and satanic ritual abuse uh, victim testimonies so this is not to say that every mason or every shriner is a pedophile or an abuser but i am saying statistically that a lot of abusers and pedophiles are shriners and freemasons that's a different, uh, very different nuance that I just want to make very clear. Okay, this Hanel was incidentally also in control of the Mexico Gold and Silver Mining Company. 
Um, and you'll see a lot when you look at these societies that they are very high up in things like finance, politics, uh, the things that influence us a lot. And you also, by the way, see the word, the actual word Rosicrucian uh, in the beginning of the film, The Secret. So Helena Blavatsky, who created the, 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 the well, Helena Blavatsky, who created the Theosophical Society, where they practice Theosophy. She was the first one to use Law of Attraction, um, the secret doctrine was what she wrote that laid the groundwork for the new thought movement and that laid the groundwork for new age okay so that's kind of the thread that we're following here well Blavatsky she worked with Luciferian doctrine and it, it's claimed that or luciferian doctrine claims that lucifer is the god of this earth and that we are also our own gods that create our, our own universe so same thing that we went deeper into in uh, my other podcast episode about satanism and luciferianism so blavatsky she actually made these teachings public and they are the foundation of the new thought movement and by the way you would ask yourself, okay, if they're practicing Luciferianism, etc., and they want power over other people, so they create a lot of these teachings, why would they be open about this? Well, they call this the externalization of hierarchy, and they believe that this type of disclosure uh, just brings them more power, basically. So... The Luciferian doctrine tells us to focus on everything that has to do with locking us into the senses. So riches, money, power, fame, the things that are incidentally also very corrupting of character. This is really distracting us from our true mission with temptations. And we all know in our hearts that success and money, even fame and power, should be a byproduct of serving others and serving your mission and purpose here on earth because it's not so much about what we get it's about what god gets well lucifer in every source in history tries to tempt people with these things and with the easy way out this faustian bargain whereas real true ascension is very hard work okay we are not god it's not about what we get, it's about what God gets. Always remember that. And when I say God, I mean source, the divine. I always shied away from using the term God. It just didn't feel right for me. But um, I have accepted it. And um, yeah, you can use it interchangeably with source, infinite consciousness, the divine, etc. So lastly, I want to get into why the law of attraction is pushed so hard by the media in Hollywood. It's incidentally always the same people that also use a lot of satanic symbolism. And we've already seen that it is a philosophy that has a lot of truths to it, but where it matters most at the core, it's keeps you going in a circle, which makes you 
uh, kind of like chasing your own tail and um, weaker, giving up your sovereignty, always looking externally for your connection to source of the divine, which is actually inside of you. So why push this so hard? Why, why, why? Always research everything. So really ask yourself what you're looking for in the first place. And with hard work, responsibility, morality, you can achieve anything that you want as long as it's for the highest good. And that is what is truly rewarded. And I want to give a shout out to Edge of Wonder, which is a great, great platform. I started researching all of this stuff, like I said, since I was around 16, when YouTube was relatively new. And all of the things that I would read and the documentaries that I would watch online would literally be people with like share screens, circling things on Wikipedia with like canaries in the background. So when I first saw Edge of Wonder videos, I didn't think that their research was legit just because the production value was so good. But all of the things that I had already researched um, came together in such a beautiful way in the docu-series that they produce. And it's, it saves you so much time. I wish that it had been around way back. And um, I really wanna urge you, if you wanna educate yourself more, to join their platform. And it costs like $10 a month and it's so worth it. So we really need to develop what we have within and not look externally for everything, okay? And the secret is basically a trap that ultimately keeps you going in circles. Um, Mark Passio, who's also a really great source for research, he was a Satanist a long, long time ago, so he can actually give a lot of firsthand experience. And he said that a lot of the people he met in those circles, the higher up they go, the more darker it gets and the more powerful the members are. And that even some of the Satanists that he met were the controllers of the New Age publishing houses who actually told him that they were in charge of producing and publishing so much misleading spiritual information that it would just keep people in a state of control and complete chaos. Also look around at the institutions that run the world, like politics, money, our religions in themselves, that really demonstrate these traits. And know that there is nothing between you and Source, the divine. What these practices are doing are actually hiding natural law from us but our freedom lies in understanding it and applying it. So we need to really understand what natural law is and then apply it in our lives, which is not a shortcut. It's not the left-hand path. It's actually really putting in the work. And that morality leads to true freedom. The more morality that you can bring into your life, the more freedom you actually bring into your life. And I've experienced this myself firsthand. There's always free will, which we practice by choice, exercising our choice and our free will, and natural law will give us the consequences, and this is the real law of attraction. 
I don't want this episode to go too long. So in the next episode, we're going to look a little bit further into the law of attraction and especially new age in general and the new age beliefs that are basically traps, misconceptions, and we are going to look at what these are and also what we should do instead. All right. See you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Bye.